0: On with our second Bible study regarding end times, and this will be sermon number 10 or teaching number 10. And uh, we're going to be looking specifically at the words of Jesus and begin to build a foundational platform. Uh, and then we're going to be looking at building some tables. What I like to do when I study end times is I first of all like to go to Jesus. What is what does Jesus say about His return? And this is what we're going to be doing in this section. So to begin the section, I'm going to go to Malachi chapter four, verse one to five, and look at the words of Malachi that regards the return of Jesus. Malachi chapter four, one to five, N-R-V. Surely the day is coming; it will burn like a fear, like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evil doer will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. There will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and the laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord Lord comes. Let me repeat myself. The secret in studying end times is to look at events. It's to look for principles. It's to look for patterns and not dates. The more you look for dates, the more in trouble you're going to get. So put principles, patterns and events into a linear time and what you will get is a pretty good picture of a sequence of events that are about to unfold, roughly when they're going to unfold and how you need to be able to prepare for those events. Now let me give you something that I'm 100% sure of when I study end times and this is the only thing that I'm 100% sure of. Jesus is coming back. The second advent of Jesus is probably going to be one of the greatest single events that mankind will ever witness. The words, you ain't seen nothing yet, come to my mind. Now, I'm trying to do what thousands of scholars are trying to do down the ages. And I'm, hope, uh, I'm hoping to attempt to do a job And the job that I want to do is to be able to give you a framework of these events leading up to this Advent. Now, remember, when I'm talking about the Advent, I'm talking about when Jesus actually returns. I'm not talking about the seven years. I'm not talking about the signs leading up to the seven years. I'm talking about when Jesus actually returns. And I want to give you a time, uh, not a time frame, I want to give you an event framework So that when you go out and you're listening to what the world is saying, you're listening to what other preachers are saying, you're reading your own Bible, you're seeing what Hollywood is giving you, the propaganda machines going crazy from the enemy and the New World Order people and from all other Christians, what they're giving in their interpretations of Scripture. Hopefully what you will have is a filter of sound biblical knowledge that you'll be able to filter all the stuff through and then you'll be able to start to sift out the dirt, sift out the rubbish, sift out the bones, and you can then take the, the truth, the meat of it, and then you can pack it in to these various events and, and, and sequence of events, and it'll give you a bigger picture, a better understanding of what will take place at that point in time. So what I want to do is to establish that framework. Now, the first thing I'm going to do is build a, give you a timeline and an overview of specific events that have happened in the past that for me, I believe they've happened, historically proven. On the same timeline, I'm gonna give you events that I believe are gonna be happening in the future that are irrefutable. That's my personal stand. Because it's in the future, I cannot dogmatically say they will happen, but I'm going to say dogmatically, I believe that they're gonna happen. It's my belief. I'm using a Hebraic Biblical timeline that I taught you about in a previous study, but I've straightened the timeline out because it's easier to work with on the computer and my computer skills are not that advanced. So the PDF that you've downloaded and the, 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 the description you found in the introduction and you can get it for free is slide number two, the overview. So... On the top line, you've got creation, flood, Abraham, birth of Jesus, age of the Gentiles. These things have happened. And right at this moment, we are in the age of the Gentiles. The question that has been asked is how close are we to the seven year period? Um, Generally, I'm calling it the tribulation. I'll make a little bit more clarified about that in in a few minutes. In the second row of the slide, you'll see the second coming of Christ, the millennium, the white throne judgment, and then the future heaven and earth, and then the lake of fire. These are events that have taken place from where we are now, backwards from creation. So creation, flood, Abraham, birth of Jesus up until today. And then the events that will take place will be we enter into the tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus, the millennium reign of Christ, the white throne judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then the separation of mankind into those who are going to go to heaven for eternity and those who are going to go to the lake of fire for eternity. What I want to find out is how close are we to the breaking of the first seal? Uh, the event that is going to trigger off the seven years, the last seven years of Daniel's 70 weeks. How close are we are to that? Because effectively, once that seal gets broken, Jesus is coming in seven years. So that is the question, how close are we? And that's what we're going to be attempting to look at and prepare for. Now remember, and please take note, that the end times specifically refers to the events of Jesus return to the planet not the destruction of the world the destruction of the world is going to take place after the white throne judgment and then there's a new heaven and new earth and those that names written in the lamb's book of life they're going to go there and those that whose names are not written in the lamb's book of life are going to be spending eternity in the lake of fire daniel chapter 9 24 to 27 Very crucial point of scripture, and we're going to be coming back to that later on when we go into the book of Daniel. Verse 24, Amplified Version. Seventy weeks of years or 490 years are decreed upon your people and upon your holy city, Jerusalem, to finish and put an end to transgression, to seal up and make full the measure of sin, to purge away and make expectation and reconciliation for sin, to bring in everlasting righteousness. Permanent moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. To seal up vision and prophecy and prophet and to anoint the holy of holies. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until the coming of the anointed one, a prince to restore and to build Jerusalem until... Uh, uh, sorry, coming the anointed one. I'm reading that again. Shall be seven years of years and 62 weeks of years. It shall be built up again with city, square and moat, but in times, troublous times. And after the 62 weeks of years shall the anointed one be cut off or killed and shall have nothing and no one belonging to and defending him. And the people of the other prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood and even to the end shall be war and desolations are decreed. Verse 27. And he shall enter into a strong and firm covenant with many for one week, seven years. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause... The sacrifice and offerings to cease for the remaining three and a half years, and upon the wing or pinnacle of the abominations shall come one who makes desolate, until the full time determined is poured out on the desolator. In your PDF document, if you downloaded the slides, go to slide number four, and there's you have a seven-year slide, and you've got two lines. What I've tried to do now is I've tried to take Daniel 27, the seven years, and insert it into the timeline of the overview of slide number two. So after Abraham, we now have Daniel, and then from Daniel, we get to Jesus Christ, and in this specific one, to his death. So Daniel to Christ, 48 weeks, and then we enter into the age of the Gentiles. So verse 25 to 26a describes these events. Verse 26b to 27 then goes into the seven years, the 49th week, which culminates in the second coming. The full determined end is poured out on the desolator. Now, as I said, what I like to do about when I study end times is to first and foremost see what Jesus had to say about his return. What does Jesus say? Now, in your sixth slide, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, what I've done is I've put down a a table with columns and rows, and I've spread out, I've broken up the passages that I've mentioned here, and I've attributed them to signs, birth pains, time abomination, the uh, mid-trib, distress, description of the advent, time unknown, references, parables, and judgments. In the row along, what you can see is a sequence of events building up to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the column going down, you can see what each writer spoke about each event. And what I would suggest you do is pause the podcast right now, if you have time, and then open your Bible up and then begin to read each passages of scripture under signs from each different book. And then and and then and then make a list. What does Jesus say about deception in Matthew? What does he say about it in Mark? What does he say about it in Luke? And see what how, how, more, how, how much of a description you can actually build up with regard to what each person heard when Jesus was speaking at that point in time. So 33 years after the Jesus' birth, the disciples come along to him and ask him the question about the city of Jerusalem and its future. And when and what would be the sign of his return, the second coming? Remember, the advent, the second coming, not the sign that starts off the seven years. When will he come? So we've got three different versions Three different people who recorded the same conversation from Jesus. And it's interesting to see who concentrated on what and who emphasized what. But each one adds to and confirms what the other heard. So what I like to do is I like to attempt to build up an accurate linear picture of the time leading up to the event. By seeing what Jesus had to say with regards to each aspect of his coming and then i like to build up the picture of each aspect or each sign or each event with what the other people have been saying and so we're able to place that line onto our main timeline and so we can build up a a basis on which we can put on all the other prophets so we can go to revelation we can go to daniel we can go to zechariah and we can add on to what jesus demarcated and set out as his return for example The abomination of desolation is mentioned by Jesus. And what Jesus does is he he then says, when you see the abomination of desolation as spoken of by the prophet Daniel. So he links Daniel to this event that he's talking about. So what we do is we go back to Daniel and we see, okay, what does Daniel have to say on the subject? And so we build up a picture of what that subject is going to look like. Another specific reference that you need to be paying attention to, which I pay attention to, is the words, this time. What does this time mean? How long is this time? When is this time? Who else mentions this time? And so from these things, what we're able to do is build up a picture of what happens. And hopefully, this is going to give us a clearer understanding with regard to this important subject. If you go back to your PDF to the slides you can see slide number seven a breakdown of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ so what I've done now is I've I've added Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 to the first row and put in two arrows and those two arrows from the first arrow to the second arrow is seven years so from Antichrist to the second coming is seven years that's the seven the last week of Daniel what I've done also is in the second column, a second row, I've made columns with regards to what Jesus was saying. I've broken it up. So, what does Jesus say about the Antichrist? What does he say about war? What does he say about famine? What does he say about death? What does he say about martyrdom? And what does he say about earthly and heavenly phenomena that are going to take place before the abomination of desolation? So, In each row, I describe what Matthew says about the Antichrist, etc., etc., what Mark says and what Luke says. Now, if you've sat down with your Bible previously and gone through and built up a list of what each event will look like, you'll now be able to start building up a picture of who the Antichrist could possibly be, not specifically knowing exactly who he's going to be, what he's going to be doing, what his character is going to be like, what is he going to say, how is he going to operate? You're going to build up a picture of war. And so, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be adding to this table as we go on in this Bible study. And it's going to give you a more clearer event linear time frame, but it's also going to be giving you a clearer description of each event. So, as you go across the row from left to right, it's that event linear time frame. As you go down the column, you build up a description of the event from various different authors within the Word of God. Once you've got that, you've got a very, very good filter from which now to go out and start to basically filter through all the the, the tons of information out there with regards to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned in the previous teaching, when Jesus was giving you an illustration of his return, he went to seismology and he went to obstetrics. Forgive me, my tongue is tied on that word. Um, <clears throat> what I want to do now is I want to use the birth pain cycle that Jesus uses to look at this table number seven. First of all, we're going to look at the contractions and the birth pains and and in slide number eight, I've given you just a, a big picture of the two arrows divided into three and a half years contractions in the middle, the breaking of the water, labor and then birth. So I like to simplify things because I like to have them simple so that I can understand them easier. In Matthew 24, verse 8, Jesus says, All these things are the beginning of birth pains. And in Mark 13, 8, the, these are the beginning of birth pains. Um, I will talk to you later on about events that are going to break open or what you can look for around the breaking of the first seal, which begins the uh, tribulation period, the seven-year period. And Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, the the covenant. But I think that Jesus is describing events from the release of the Antichrist, the breaking of the seal, the first seal, up until the abomination of desolation in the scriptures I've given you in slide number 7. So what he does is he starts talking and Matthew records and he begins recording with the words at that time. So the contractions are going to be deception, the, 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 the rise of deception that we've been talking about in the deception in the church series. Uh, we've been talking it about, uh, about it here four times more. Jesus mentions deception than in any other sign. We're looking at the apostasy of the church and how the church is just rushing off to the World Council of Churches and allowing the development of a one world church system, which the false prophet will, ri- will, will, will come to power. And we're going to be talking later on about what it looks like to live under the false prophet because the false prophet's rise to power will take place in that first three and a half before the three and a half years, the first three and a half years. And his job in that three and a half years is to facilitate the worldwide worship of the Antichrist. So when the Antichrist ascends to the throne of world domination in the middle of the seven years, he will have the world ready to bow down to the image, receive the mark, and worship the beast. You're going to see a lot of occultic activity coming out into the open, the out-and-out worship of Satan. You can see them starting to have prayers in various council meetings, government meetings. Putting up statues of 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 the devil himself. I think it's in the in America, in the city of Detroit. Um, you're gonna see the manifestation of occult through various different artists coming more and more out in the open. The manifestation of them giving you all these different signs of the occult, signs of the Illuminati, Freemasonry signs in in their songs, in their in their um. Whatever they say, how they say it, the movies are coming out a lot more and more. They actually, they actually, uh, and we're going to give you a lot of illustrations. They actually are telegraphing to you what they're going to intend to do, what they want to do uh, to mankind during this period of time as they uh, push the world to 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 get Satan to rule rule the world. Um, you're going to see a lot of science getting mixed up with occultic activity as well and they're gonna that that mixture is gonna start to come to fruition and you're gonna see a lot of i would say abominations and and really despotic behavior from scientists where they are unfettered from uh the rules of the nation that is governed by judeo-christian principles uh on the other side lots of miracles lots of signs gospel is going to start going rapidly around the world the remnant are going to rise up a lot of persecution against the remnant going to start going you know get worse um in the western world you've got this 100 200 year sort of bubble where christians weren't persecuted and allowed to worship freely uh that's gonna that's gonna disappear radically quickly and the persecution is going to come in like it's like it's happening in the other other nations of the world planetary upheavals so what you're going to start to see is more and more disruption in the climate disruption in uh, the the tectonic plates in the oceans amongst the animals and amongst the birds Um, the world is screaming climate change and they're attributing climate change and all what's happening to mankind, and so they, they robbing us blind, basically to uh, fund their agendas and and their bases and whatever. And I'll go into all of my stuff later on. As I, but but that, but what they what they what they're not telling the people is that all this upheaval in climate and 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 nature and and the planet is not because of. The uh, human beings and 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 cows passing winds, passing wind. It's it's about the incoming wormwood that's 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 on its way in the sixth seal, first four trumpets. You've got geopolitical upheavals taking place, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. You're gonna see race race rights and race wars taking place. Hatred between nations. Gonna the old rivalries are gonna start to come forward, and really violent times society morality breaking down um what's right is wrong what's wrong is right up is d- d- now down down is now up and um the you, you having the the, the and, and we've shared shared this with you in a previous message where society moves away from judeo-christian principles and embraces humanism you're going to get the release of the unfettered control of the flesh of the sinful man and, and, and what man can do to mankind is going to be frightening. And you can just go and see Hollywood's giving you depictions about that every single day with all these new movies and TV shows that are coming out. Persecution of the remnant. I've already spoken about that. You're going to find that uh, the elect, um, we need to find out who they are, the elect, and, and, and the ramifications of their effect. We'll discuss that at length later on. A lot of Jesus Christ appearing, a lot of false prophets appearing and a time of great distress. I think 2 Timothy 3 talks about violent times and I've spoken about that in a previous podcast. The end of this time period of distress will signal the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's going to get worse. So from contractions to breaking of water to labor, everything is going to get worse. Um, These things, as we get closer to the return, are literally going to be accompanied by a literal earth-shaking events worldwide sighting of Jesus Christ, accompanied by his angels, uh, as he breaks through into our time and settles on planet Earth and destroys the Antichrist and his armies at Armageddon that are at surrounding Jerusalem. Uh, he gathers his four his elect from the four corners. This could mean earth, heaven itself could mean the resurrection, rapture. We're going to be talking a little bit later on about that as well. And then Mark is very, very similar to Matthew. And uh, you, you can go and read about what he has to say and study it and think about it and meditate upon it. The word at that time Okay, we're just going to have a little bit of a look at that, because now we're going to be moving into slide number nine, where we focus on the second half of the seven year period. The breaking of the water at that time, the breaking of the water, labor and birth pains. Now, for me, I believe that the breaking of the water is the, the the no go point. We we've passed no go. This is happening. It's it's a done deal. The abomination of desolation, I believe that's the breaking of the water, the appearance of the abomination of desolation. Labor is the um, full rule and wrath of Satan on the earth and the full pouring out of the wrath of God upon the earth, time of punishment. And then the birth is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, his literal return to the planet earth. Slide nine gives you my very, very simplistic picture of what that looks like. Now, two things show us what that time is, okay? So we're talking about the breaking of the water that leads to the birth. Matthew 24, 15 to, uh, sorry, my phone just buzzed there. Matthew 24, 15 and 21, Mark Mark 13, verse 14 and 19, and Luke 21, verse 20, 22 and 24. So we're gonna pick out couple of things here that will help us describe the words that time at that time Matthew 24 15 to 21 so when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation that's number one for there will be great distress unequal from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equal again number two in Mark 13 verse 14 and verse 19 when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong Because those will be the days of distress unequal from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. Two points. Now, one thing I just want to say about the days of distress. I want you to notice something. What I'm going to try and help you to do is to build up a scenario of what those scriptures will look like today. So if this has to take place right now, what will that scripture actually look like today? God himself says, Jesus himself says, that there will be no time in history and no time in future history that will ever equal the horror of those days. Just just try and picture that in your mind. So whatever you can think of, I want you to always think of the words of Jesus, which says from the beginning, when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. Luke 21, 20 to 22 and 24. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near, for this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. This event, this is the event that begins the labor process and begins the physical return of Jesus Christ. And this is called the abomination that is standing where it should not be and it causes desolation. And it seems to be in Jerusalem and Jerusalem is surrounded by armies that, cause, uh, that are causing desolation upon Jerusalem. And this is the event that triggers the labor pains, and it's a period of time, the three and a half years, called the great distress, the time of punishment, the time of Gentiles, or the end of the time of Gentiles. Okay, so now, if we go to slide number 11, and we can begin to summarize the words of Jesus. As I said, this is a pretty short one, but it's probably the most important one for you to really understand and and, and get your teeth into And understand this table and what I'm trying to attempt to do here. The secret in studying end times is to look again for principles, patterns, and not dates. And this is what I'm trying to do here. I'm looking for the principles and patterns and events and put them in a linear time frame, a linear table, and then on the way down, we can look at what it, build a picture of what it looks like. So put them in a line, it'll give us a pretty good picture of the sequence of events, how they're going to unfold roughly when they're going to unfold and how we need to prepare for those events. In slide number seven, at the bottom, I've got the uh, slide seven down, a breakdown of the words of Jesus Christ. I've got to add in there Daniel chapter nine, verse 27. On the top, I've got a table of four columns. uh, Contraction, breaking of water, labor and birth. I've got an arrow from the breaking of water to the beginning to the middle, the abomination of desolation on the bottom table. And then I've got an arrow from the birth column to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is a physical event. He will return. He will destroy the Antichrist in the Battle of Armageddon. He will set up his rule and reign. And that event, when he enters our time and our universe and and comes to our planet it's going to be horrific as i read to you in malachi so you've got the abomination of desolation the breaking of water as seen through matthew mark and luke and then you've got the description of events in between that the labor and then you've got the birth event in matthew 24 and mark and then luke as well and so you can go and take those tables and you can begin to study them because we're going to be using those tables and building on those tables as we come to each prophet. we're going to, The first prophet we're going to build on is the prophet John. And we're going to write put in his uh, book of Revelation and we're going to put that on top of there. And we're going to look at Thessalonians. We're going to look at Daniel, Zechariah. And we're going to build up a, new, a table that you will be able to use. So this table gives us a fairly accurate picture of the events that lead up to the coming of Jesus Christ as I put them. And I've said fairly accurate. Jesus' words of events are 100% accurate, but maybe I'm missing one point here or there as I've broken it up and put it into a table. So it's a fairly accurate uh, linear event timeline that I've put in there. On the spiritual front... You This is just a summary of what's happening on the spiritual front. You're going to see deception going rife, where even the even the elect are going to be deceived, if at all possible. It it will seem as if the saints are going to be losing a a fighting a losing battle in the face of all sorts of false religions, um, false religions taking hold inside the church. You can read about all. You can listen to all of that in the deception in the church series as well as a subtle form of attack from human lobbyists. And as they slowly start to pass legislation, um, slowly but surely, they're trying to eat away and erode our our biblical moral standards. And so they're going to start trying to curtail in the West how we practice our our Christianity from a biblical perspective with regards to the disciplining of children, the speaking out against gay marriage, the upholding of marriage as between a man and woman, etc., etc., Nationally and politically, the world is going to be in chaos. The governing elite are going to be creating problem upon problem upon problem to try and facilitate this new world order, this golden age, this fifth age, this second golden age, whatever they call it, they're trying to recreate what took place in Genesis chapter 6. And so they're creating more and more problems, more and more upheaval, more and more horror, And then the the people on the bottom, us, are getting more and more perturbed about it, concerned about it, and eventually we're going to be screaming for help and we'll take help from anybody and we'll even give up our freedom to receive that help and that is what they're looking for. And so each event that they, chaos that they bring down on us, they take away a little bit of our freedom, they take away a little bit of our freedom until they've got it all and then they're going to be implementing their plans, but... I'll be talking about their implementation of their plans when we discuss that in Revelations chapter 4 and 5. You're going to see that's with regards to wars and violence and human violence. You're going to see the rise of pestilence. You're going to see the rise of them releasing their genetically modified viruses upon the populations to, to destroy the populations of the world, their super viruses, AIDS, Zika viruses, and um, with the death rate, the way it's going to be, they, the society and, and, and the government's not going to be able to handle it, and so you're going to have dead, the dead everywhere, and that's going to give rise to a lot of old friends that so, uh, medicine, medical science had eradicated in the last century, like cholera, et cetera, et cetera, breaking out as well, and really uh, doing the second wave of smashing of people and destroying of people during that first half of the the three and a half years. The environment's going to be shot to hell. Um, Earth is going to be shaken, is being shaken. Uh, The the people on the New World Order side are screaming and shouting that it's mankind that's doing that, and so they're fleecing us with all their taxes, green taxes, etc., but they, they take in all that money and getting rid of all the money so that they can actually crash our financial system lining their own pockets because they think they're going to get away with all what they're doing by making their underground bunkers to prepare for the sixth seal that's coming in and the first four trumpets. Um, but in actual fact, it's wormwood on its way in the sixth seal that are co- that I think is causing all this upheaval in our climate at this particular moment on the human scale the human area wickedness is on the increase right is wrong wrong is right up is down down is up if you if you want to promote good you considered evil and if you're promoting evil you considered good pure unadulterated romans chapter one lifestyle and uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ through the rem- remnant, remnant of, is spread is going to spread like wildfire. and millions and millions of people are going to get saved, but millions and millions of people are going to be um, persecuted because of Jesus' sake. And this all culminates with the onset of the breaking of the water, where the false prophet gathers the world together and bows and bows the, the world, the world bows down and coronates the Antichrist and he becomes the ruler of this world and the time begins of the time of desolation the time of punishment satan gets cast down at that point in time and releases his wrath on the world and man and and god releases his wrath on the world at that point in time and so you've got the balance of the trumpets and then all the bold judgments that start being poured out upon the planet and that culminates to and bringing to an end the age of the gentiles and heralds in the world-shattering event of the glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's it for this section. Very short section, as I've said. Uh, I've left you slide number twelve there. Basically, is what we gave you at the beginning. Uh, just go through that, study that, think about that. Um, and here are a few questions to consider. Remember to us that this time should be a secular time. Uh, Hebraic biblical worldview. So here are some questions. How long is the time of desolation? Uh, What is the abomination of desolation? And are we within the period of the signs of the times? Um, We're going to continue on in the next section and we're going to start to look at the book of Revelation. And so what we're going to start to do is uh, get an introduction to the book of Revelation. And um, I'm just turning to the chapter there. And we'll start to look at the introduction to the book of Revelation and start building our uh, our table with what uh, John sees in his revelations. Thank you. Talk to you again.